Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drogheda Dundalk and Cavan. Our service departments are open with all HSC and government guidelines in place to keep you and our staff safe. Sales are click and deliver only through our website, blackstonemotors.ie. Stay safe from Blackstone Motors. Welcome, welcome, welcome to a brand new week of Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. The Donegal Postman sacked. I'm taking over. What did I tell you? Met here and tell us all oh, doom and gloom last week. You won't get out of your houses on Monday or Tuesday. Oh, just on the way in there, there was little dots, little specks falling. That's all. I told you. I told you it wouldn't happen. Wouldn't happen early in the week. Not at all. It may, it may, it may on Thursday. I'll just say that to you. Uh, more likely on Thursday that there'll be some snow and we could be in a little bit of bother. But up until then, it'll be dry. Isn't it great that it's dry? Thank God that damn bloody wet weather has moved away. But anyway, we'll watch the week as she goes on. It's hardy. It certainly is hardy. If you're out and about, I hope you're wrapped up well. That east wind, oh, just cut through you. The beast from the east, Mark 2, they're calling it at the moment. Hope you had a nice weekend. I got out and about myself the weekend. A few lovely walks and enjoyed it thoroughly. I really did. Now, today on the show, we have lots of chat lined up for you, Patrick Riley. Yes, we're checking in with Patrick, local journalist. He's lived in Sweden for quite a number of years. And uh, really, uh, they took a laissez-faire attitude to COVID. By God, there's trouble in Sweden. Now we're going to hear about it on the show after three. My artist of the week, I'll tell you who that is. Mary O'Brien, you can work that one out for yourselves. Well, that's not a real name. Ray Langan is here to talk to us about the anxious generation. Yes, teenagers are regarded as the most anxious generation ever at the moment. And Ray has the knowledge and he wants to talk to parents this afternoon. He will on the show a little bit later. We have the singing bus driver from Drogheda. He's a sensation. Stephen Callan's with us on the show today. Mary Byrne is joining us, the wonderful Mary Byrne, singer and actress. But first off today, can I say to you, Justine Stafford, we're going to have some crack. (laughs) Great use of words there, Jerry. <laughs> oh, we're going to get them on the way on late lunch with a bit of fun, all right, for sure. Listen, you, you're welcome back to the show. First of all, before we get into the crack thing, were you watching the Super Bowl? I, you know, I watched a bit of it now, and I found it um, interesting because, you know, what you can't have full crowds in stadiums now, so people were putting cardboard cutouts. You could buy a cardboard cutout in the stadium for yep. $100. Mm. You want to be kind of a dedicated fan, to be honest. But the thing in the Super Bowl is they generally do this kiss cam section where they'll stop on two people in the crowd. And I was just hoping they'd stop on like a person and a cardboard cutout and just see what was... (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, they're going for the kiss or what? <laughs> More interested in that than the game, to be honest. I heard about eating cardboard in the past when they referred to some types of food, but kissing cardboard, yeah, I saw you. It was very funny. You made a lovely observation. Anyway, what about Tom Brady, his seventh Super Bowl? Wow, as quarterback. I don't think it'll ever be beaten. Anyway, congratulations to Tampa Bay, who won last night and beat the defending champions. Uh, it really was a, a terrific game. I stayed up and watched a little. I watched the first quarter and into the second, but it sure, sure takes three hours to play an hour, doesn't it? This is it. Like, if you had that on the GAA, it would just be carnage, wouldn't it? <laughs> We're stopping after 15 minutes to have a big show and singing and all. Oh, you'd, you'd have to take a week off work after that. <laughs> Jeez, it'd be carnage if you had the dubs playing anybody anyway. <laughs> That's always carnage, uh, to be honest yeah, with you, Justine. Anyway, <laughs> let's talk crack on the show today because I have to say... I'm still laughing. I'm still laughing since I saw it. And I I, I, I want listeners... Now, now, first of all, context this. This is you. Is this really Pat Kenny? So, OK, now this is... And I've had a lot of people asking this. And uh, no, I can confirm that this is 100% Pat Kenny. So this is an interview uh, done on the Pat Kenny show on Newstalk, um, where he had a guest on talking about ghee, which is a form <laughs> of... OK, so it's a, it's a form of butter. Um, and that would be fine to anyone else, anywhere else in the world. But in Ireland, ghee does have a bit of a different uh, <laughs> connotation associated with it. It's a bit of a slang word for something a bit ruder. Um, I, but this is 100% an interview that happened. And people sent it to me. They were like, this is gas. You actually do something with this. And I hadn't heard it live. Yeah. But people who had heard it live just told me this, this was the bizarrest thing they'd ever heard. And... I'm sure when you play it here, people will understand why. <laughs> okay, so what you're telling us, this is your input into this interview. So this is actually, Pat was throwing these questions, but you've doctored it up a little. Is that fair to say? Well, it's done a bit of a yeah. video change. Okay, yeah, great, yeah. great, great. Well, let's let's listen to it. It's only about a minute. This is the brilliant Justine Stafford in action. There is a product that uh, you might call Butter's Sister, and it has... The unfortunate name of Guy. <laughs> What's Guy? Can I just first commend you on your courage for inviting me on live national radio to talk about Guy? And <laughs> to, I've brought some in today, so I'm so chuffed that you volunteered to smell my Guy as well. In my mind, it smells, it smells sensational. Tell us, Pat. It's, it's, it smells a bit rank to me. Oh. <laughs> in the jar, you have the Guy. Yeah. Yeah, authentic, hot ghee. That's why I love ghee. So, how do you use your ghee? <laughs> <laughs> well, Pat, since you asked. <laughs> and it's so tasty, it really is. So, is it a question that I'll have two pounds of uh, bananas and I'll have a, a kilo <laughs> of sugar? Uh, and give me some ghee, please. <laughs> authentic Irish ghee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you very much for talking ghee with us this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Just I mean, you, you don't really have to do a lot with it to begin with when that's the interview itself. You know, it's like people were telling me they were hearing it on the air and like they were in the doctor's waiting room when they heard it and I thought that was the best medicine they needed. They just went home and left. They didn't need a cure now. <laughs> 
<laughs> because you see, <laughs> laughter is the best medicine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, people did say to me, like, if, if you were driving here and that, you'd have to pull in. Oh. Way, if you keep driving, that live on it. Jesus, know? I'd have hit the ditch. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. You know, and just show what was the actual expressions of the people during the interview and past and guest on. And I've sent the video that I made from it. So uh, <laughs> it was <laughs> a fun one to do now. So, a bit of a crack, as you said. Before. Oh, my God <laughs> almighty. Do you know something? It's what we need at this time, just to give us the old smile and the laugh. And I'm sure listeners today <laughs> that like me Oh, I just can't. I'm go- I'm crying here. The tears are running down face. I have to stop this. Pull yourself together, man. <laughs> a little bit of crack and you're going mad. Anyway, what about you? You're from Nobber, and I was just thinking, there's a townland near Nobber called Muff. There is, and they have an annual Muff Fair. And I went down to it, actually, uh, two years ago. I did a report there for Joe.ie, and it was honestly... The highlight of my career, I have to say, going to Montfair, it was the best. I, I tried to win Queen of Muff, um, but I, I don't have the jiving ability in me. And oh, it's I'd dancing. Jeez, I thought it was something else. Oh, you dance, <laughs> I see. All oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, okay. I'd had a few points, so I learned never, ever drink and jive. And I learned that the hard way. <laughs> and I say hello to the people in Muff Crescent in Nobber today. I know that's a little <laughs> address in the in the area. We were looking, our Louise was having a look. Here's there's some, there's some more in this for you, Justine. You'll take this on, I know. There's a place called Fanny's Town in Wexford. Oh, wow. Yeah, and, and do you want to hear what, what Kilkenny have? Kilkenny have a place called Lousy Bush. Thing, Jerry, if you have that on your address, right, the, the second you get a letter in the morning, that's going to cheer you right up. Yeah. <laughs> you to be sad. After getting a letter with that address, you know, that's not in your sat nav. I want to go to Lousy Bush. The sat nav wouldn't take you, probably. How <laughs> did those names ever happen in holy Catholic Mother of God Ireland? I'm just wondering how they ever made the way into the names of, of, of the areas in, in those counties. Anyway, look, there's food for thought there for you. I'm sure you'll be away and thinking a little bit more on that. There's, there's more in it. There certainly is. Listen to me. Other things I saw. I'll tell you another one. This this girl is a genius, folks. Look her up on Twitter. Justine Stafford. Justine Winnie Stafford on Twitter. Again, what a brilliant take on Britain's Got Talent. Tell them what you did. So this was when they, um, they had a magician on and he was doing his audition and I mean it was insane the audition he did you know it was essentially reading their minds and he had footage of you know stuff he'd recorded days before and he picked their cards and it was crazy but I thought it'd be very funny if I took out that footage and put me in doing a very very stupid <laughs> magic <laughs> trick I say that term lightly so I just had it where I um, had my hand and I took my thumb off, like yes, you know, you know that. I know the classic one that you think you're pulling yeah. the top off your thumb, and you had a little yeah. face on it. Yes, or like you know, take a child's nose, got your nose. It was like that level of <laughs> magic trick. Uh, that it, was what I. <laughs> it was brilliant. It that was what I put in. But I kept the original footage, so I still had Simon Carroll and all the judges reacting, being absolutely blown away by this. Yes, and the crowd are going wild. They're in tears. <laughs> they're crying. But the thing is. I'd use like a green screen and put in like proper background. People thought this was real. 
Yes. Why people contacting me saying, ah, come on, how did they find that so impressive? Sure, I could do that since I was five. <laughs> <laughs> it worked brilliantly. You, you, you put it together so well and it was so simple and we all know the trick. And yes, the audience is going mad. Oh, by God, they're coming in with the innuendo now. Listen, we might last listeners today. Are there places round where you live that there may be a little innuendo to the name? Yeah, if yeah. there is, listen to this one, they're quick here. Jerry, what about Blackbush in Drogheda? Yes, there is a place called Blackbush in Drogheda. Is there anywhere else out there that comes to mind? 086 658. Come on, WhatsApp or text me this afternoon. 086 658. Or if you want to call in, it's 1850 Christine's on to say, Jerry, you've both cheered me up so much this afternoon I'm here crying with the laughter myself and McGee are grateful to you (laughs) says Christine (laughs) oh be the lord I'll be arrested I'll be on the floor here in a minute if I don't stop Um, but look at the other thing you're so funny I was looking at the one you did in the mirror oh my god almighty that was so so funny but here serious note little serious note for a moment a week ago, it was, of course, St. Bridget's Day, and you are always on the ball. You say that in your primary school days, the making of the crosses was a very important thing. Oh, absolutely. That was, I mean, that was a big indicator if you went to, you know, Irish primary school, really, because you'd spend the whole day, if anything, you spent the whole week prepping for St. Bridget's Day, trying to build the crosses, you'd have the rushes in, and, you know, it reached the stage where I couldn't actually make them that they got me just to make one out of paper. So I just had to cut across out of the bed because I couldn't make the proper one at all. Um, it was in foundation level, shall we say, at the <laughs> Bridget's Crosses. Uh, but that was, I just remember that's such a highlight from my childhood now. In you know, yes, yes, for yes. Now this year, I, I must be very, very tough. I can't even begin to imagine how tough it is for them to not be in the classroom at all and missing out on these kind of things that, you know... Well, I suppose I, I took as such a big part. So yeah. I hope that, you know, things can soon get back to normal so that ah, get back, you Don't know? we all? Do you remember you did the thing last year? I'll forget it. I think it was for joe.ie you did it. You went to Atlone for, <laughs> didn't you, for a Valentine's Day, which is coming up next weekend. And uh, yeah, the most romantic town in Ireland. Now, come oh, on. Yeah. Come yeah, on. So- online survey, right? And they revealed that the most romantic town in Ireland, out yeah. of every town in Ireland, was Athlone. Now, I could not believe this, so I had to go down to see for myself just how romantic Athlone was. And uh, when we got there, I mean, we went into the carriage shop, because we wanted to see, you know, what kind of a display they had for Valentine's Day, and the only cards they really had in there were with the deepest sympathies. So I assume that must be if your date went really, really badly, you're just sending a, I'm sorry, you know, a, a sorry letter off on the account. There was very little romantic things down there, you know. Yeah. We, did, we had a good look around, but um, we went and they have the oldest bar in the world there. It's in the Guinness Book of Records, Sean's Bar. And we had them in and we did an interview and we asked the owner, you know, what's the most romantic thing that you've seen happen in the pub? And he stood there and he told us, like, well, I actually saw one fella get divorced. <laughs> oh, Romance! Oh, it was brilliant. It it was simply brilliant. And you've been out recently. Well, I don't know where you've been, so we can't go anywhere. But you went out with a microphone and there was no one to talk to. Justine, (laughs) come on. That's it, you know, because I kind of wanted to show, you know, it must be difficult for all the reporters at the minute. And I found it with my job because, you know, you want to go and get the interviews on the streets. 
Yeah. There's no one on the streets. So I kind of tried to recreate that as a little sketch of, you know, you go to try and interview people and it's just you talking to mm. a fence because there's no one there. Yeah. You know, because it is, it's very difficult at the minute. And even, like, I find working at home, if anything, it's impressive because I still manage to be late for work or at home because sometimes in the morning, traffic in the kitchen can be absolutely chaotic, you know, and I still manage to be late. <laughs> In the kitchen. (laughs) God, you must have a big kitchen and your mammy and everyone there must be so busy themselves that you can't even get to your your desk. But seriously, you are keeping her going on the uh, social media platforms for sure. What about, you know, like it's been an horrendous year and it's almost a year now at this stage. What what's your feeling? Will do you think we'll be back, or you'll be back, you know, doing what you do best on stage in front of an audience this year? I mean, it would be safe to do so. I'd say, looking at you're looking at the winter time, really. To be mm, honest, I would mm. imagine because I think the entertainment industry is going to be the last one to really come back. And um, I was very fortunate early in the year I got to interview Tommy Tiernan, and I was just chatting to him uh, about it, and he kind of put it very well, like in terms of you know it, it will be the last industry to come back because you've so many others before it. And you know, I've been fortunate in that I am working as well in Joe during the day but there's so many people in that industry that don't have that fallback and didn't have that fallback yeah. because the stage was all they, they knew and were doing yeah. the whole time mm. and it's been very hard for people like that to adapt and try and go online and do an online geeks and that kind of thing because it's something for a lot of people that it's brand new to them Yeah, and you know I'm fortunate in that sense because I was already doing videos and that's kind of what I've always been doing yeah. but for a lot it's it's very it's a very big change for them. It um, certainly is. It certainly yeah. is. But you're tipping away brilliantly and you see your observations of life are wonderful. <laughs> uh, and that's, I always think, Justine, that that is the key to great comedy. It's just observing and then sending it up. You know what I mean? Which you do brilliantly uh, with your with your scripts, with your videos, with everything you do. You you really do. And you're keeping well. Yes, you're, you're health-wise and everything because it's, it's been a challenge, hasn't it? It really has. It has, yeah. I think we're all going through that. There are a lot of ups and downs, and everyone's having you know good days. We're like, oh, don't feel too bad today, and then days as well. We're like, Jesus, will it ever end? You know. And yeah. I think it's just kind of learning that that's going to happen to everyone, and uh, just trying to stay positive in it. And it is. There's definitely times where it's tough, and even as a show to watch on Netflix, that's probably one of the biggest challenges facing me at the minute. You know, or even mm. you're talking about the snow coming back, and you know, normally I could use that as an excuse not to go to work after snow day. Can't use that now. I'm working from home. I yeah. can't use the snow day it's the excuse, you know so um, it is it's, I think everyone's going through that though there's a lot of yeah there are there are it's a big challenge certainly for everybody anyway you've livened up the airwaves across <laughs> the northeast and beyond today there's another one saying Jerry, don't forget hackballs cross there's something there for Justine Thank as well you, says another listener anyway in you went with your place names <laughs> oh look at look at you've done me all heart good you're great and keep on doing what you're doing we love you the star of County Mead from the knobber in County Mead Justine thank you for joining me Thanks so much, Jerry. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. That's the wonderful Justine Stafford there uh, joining me on the show this afternoon. Yes, yes. Fanny's town. Yes, County Wexford. What a place to live. Yes, yes, she's right. If you get your post there every day, I'm sure you do smile. If you have anything to say to us on the show this afternoon, please do get in touch. 086-1800-658 is the WhatsApp or text number or 1850-715-958 if you'd like to call in. Motors. 
and say to you again, don't forget our local businesses, folks, at this time. Remember, they've been very good to us as communities supporting charity, events, sports clubs, you name it. They've been there and they've given generously. And now we must think of them when we're shopping. Yes, there's a lot of online buying going on, but we must ensure that our local businesses are supported in Meath and Loud. So do think of them when you're going shopping. And many of them have an online presence now. So check that out before you actually buy. Because remember, they employ our family members, our friends and our neighbours in jobs. So let's play our part and shop local at this time. Ah, sad news reached us just after the show finished on Friday. Christopher Plummer died. He was in his 90s, a great man, one of the oldest ever to be nominated for an Academy Award. But when I was going through the songs that reminded me of my life, the soundtracks from my life uh, last year, uh, I played a song from The Sound of Music. And I told you that that was the first ever movie I went to see in the Gate Cinema with my Auntie Gladys. She brought me there when I was a little fella. And it was in the late 60s and I went to see that movie and I was mesmerised, to be honest with you. And I watched it again over the Christmas for the first time since I saw it as a little boy. And you know what? It was still as beautiful. And today on Late Lunch, I loved the movie so much and I thought the the cast and everything to do with it was just so brilliant. I want to remember Christopher Plummer with this. Ah, yes, Christopher Plummer there in Edelweiss. We remember him today. He passed on at the weekend. Great man, wonderful memories that'll live forever in the movies he made, but The Sound of Music and that song. I know many people serenaded their children uh, with that song and still do today. It's a beautiful, beautiful song. It really is. Did you know, did you know, here's one for you, just uh, saw this the weekend, that sales of jigsaws jumped 40% last year. 40% 40% they went up. Isn't that some rise? And doesn't it show you something? For all the technology we have and how smart we think we are and online, the jigsaw, the old traditional jigsaw, still goes down as a big hit with so, so many people. And I know people love doing jigsaws. And you start the children off with all these six little pieces or eight or 12 and so on. I see her, Ava. She loves making jigsaws and she's up to a good number of pieces now uh, making them. And she just adores to get a jigsaw and make it. But great to hear that. And it does show you, despite all the advances in society today, well, I have to say... Sometimes the traditional toys, the non-mechanicals, as Tony Duffy always told us, are the best. They really, really are. I want to say a big happy birthday today to a good friend of mine. Brian Riley is celebrating his birthday today. He's one of the Wednesday Night Club. God, will we ever get back? It's a year since we were together on Wednesday nights. Happy birthday, Brian. He's a great, great fella. He really is. And I've always enjoyed his company. He loves his sport. He's the man to talk to if you want to... A tip for an old horse or anything like that? Brian knows the golf as well. Oh, he's the man we depend on to win the few bob in the Wednesday club uh, pool that we throw the bobs into uh, for the big golf events as well. But Brian, have a happy birthday. Patricia sends all her love and all your family and they uh, want you to have the happiest of happy birthdays. After two, Mary Bourne coming up on the show, but taking us to two. Haven't heard him in a while. It's Gilbert O'Sullivan. I love this one. Jerry, what about Cockhill Road in Mead, <laughs> says a listener this afternoon. You know, we were talking at the top of the show to Justine Stafford about Guy. And uh, there's another one there. Late town, Jerry, Americans crack up when I post pictures of myself 
at the Laytown sign. You see, you wouldn't think that, uh, but they find it very funny <laughs> indeed. And uh, there's another one there in for Maraid. Uh, is your uh, artist of the week so and so, Maraid? I think you're right, yes. You are right, Maraid, but I just won't give it away. Her real name is Mary O'Brien. She's my artist of the week. You'll be hearing from her after three on the show. And talk about artistes. My next guest, well, she's joined me on a number of occasions here in the studio, but with this 5K thing and everything everything else well she's on the line today singer actress and simply lovely lady mary barn hello again Hello, darling. That was a beautiful thing to say about me. <laughs> Lovely woman. <laughs> you are indeed. So I'm only saying what everybody else blinking well knows, Mary. You oh, are. God. You're one of our national treasures. We know that for sure. How how are you, Mary? I'm doing grand now. I had a bit of a, an up and down through the beginning of lockdown and. Uh, Kind of went downhill a bit, but got myself back up with the help of a lot of people and I'm back on track now and I'm doing well and feeling a lot happier and better. This was back in March last year when the whole thing just closed down round you. So your work and everything came to a, a shuddering halt, didn't it? Yes, we ha- I haven't worked since last March and it just it hit me like a ton of bricks. And of course, with depression, those type of things is you feel you're going through a black tunnel and there's no light at the end. But... Look, there was light at the end. I found it. I got through it. And I'm back on track now. Thank God I'm back on track now. But a lot of people are going through this. And, you know, I just want to say to them, they're not alone. There's a lot of help out there. And, you know, you can help yourself in a lot of ways by going out for walks. Even though it's freezing, bundle up, get out and go for a walk. Go talk to your doctor. Go talk to your pharmacy. It was a pharmacy lady who got me through this. And I just, I, you know, I've, I've been blessed. When I think about it, I've been blessed. But I'm back now and raring to go, raring to get out there and get a bit of work in if it ever, ever comes back. Yeah, it will come back, Mary. Believe me, it will come back. It might take a little longer till we get the vaccinations round the vulnerable and the other categories and get enough people to take it. But after that, and with the world being vaccinated, please God, you know what I mean? As the year goes on, things will start to open up and we will see light. There is always light. Light comes after the darkness. Always, and, and always the does. Is, the thing is, it's starting to be bright for me now because yeah. I'm doing two things. I've been at, or three things I have on me on me cards at the moment. One is I'm rehearsing for a play. Well, rehearsing over Zoom, I presume. <laughs> I get that <laughs> Zoom, Zoom. <laughs> and the other thing is that I'm 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 doing uh, Robert Nzell. You know Robert Nzell. Yes. He's doing a, a duet album and asked me would I like to do a song with him, so that's going to be happening. And also, this Sunday coming, we have a Valentine concert going out online with the likes of Daniel O'Donnell, myself, uh, I think Nathan Carter's on, I'm not too sure, but it's going out online and it's all in aid of breast cancer. And it's just, it's going to be a fantastic, we've all done our recordings and we're all raring to go and waiting to see it and you can donate online, it'll come up on all the all our websites, my own website, Daniel's website, the whole lot will all be there for everybody. So it's going to be a great day and I hope everybody gets in, gets involved and donates. Ah, yeah. And like many, so many are, have adjusted to this new way and are supporting everything under the sun in the new yeah. method and the, the ways of viewing and getting involved. So that's for Valentine's, yourself and Daniel and many more. And there you are. You're, you're, you're working. You're looking forward again. And you know, Mary, we've been talking about this on the show to, uh, last week as well. I was talking to Keith Barry the other day and he just mentioned this word called purpose. We need purpose, don't we? Everybody. Everybody needs purpose in their lives. And for me, it's, it's, it's my family and it's work. Uh, what I'm doing, as I said about the play, which is called uh, Hello Boys and was written by Amanda Blunka. And I'm working with uh, 
Brendan O'Carroll's sister, Ailish, and we're having a ball. And that's their purpose now at the moment is to keep ourselves healthy, get to know their script and go out and have fun and bring a bit of laughter and light back into people's lives and you know, put a few bob in everybody's pockets as well. Well, Mary, you do know the hello boy saying came because of a famous model and her bra. Like, you know, that's uh, you know the, where the word originally came from. And I know Amanda has uh, put her own spin on this with the play. But earlier on in the show, we were talking to comedian Justine Stafford. Now, Mary, don't take this personally. She was talking right. about, she was talking about Guy, you know, so she was, right? Um Mary, Mary, hold on a second. I'm starting to see a trend with you. Hello, boys. Dirty dusting. Mary Bourne. Come on. <laughs> look, at I just I think people out there think that I'm something not really, you know. But look, <laughs> listen, they're all a bit of fun and it's lighthearted jokes and, and slap that slapstick joke yeah. and all that. And I, this one is, is pretty good because it's um it's about two friends who go on a cruise. And there's some flamboyant people in this play with us as well. Uh, Rob Murphy, who who plays um, Buffy in Alan Hughes's um, Panto, yes, is, he's the the barman, and he is just fantastic in it. I mean, he's going to steal the show. We just know this. He's elf and Irish, and we just said it to ourselves: we'll have to batter him because if he steals the show from us, we'll kill him. But no, it's, it's great fun, and you know, there's madness in it. We're two older women going out after having a big big argument years ago. And now we're back to where we are. And there's a bit of sadness in it, but there's a few songs in it. And there's also a lot of laughs. Ah, isn't Eilish fantastic? I have to say, I'm a big fan of Mrs. Brown's boys. And the way she, you know, is the foil to Mrs. Brown in it is simply genius. It is. And and the same thing that's happening to the two of us. We met there uh, just before Christmas. And um, uh, we were sitting down and the two of us just clicked. Mm. We clicked like as if we'd known each yes. other all our lives and we both had the same sem- same sense of humour. So we're going to have some fun. You certainly are. And uh, of course she plays Winnie in Mrs Brown's Boys. That will, uh, in case people are wondering who Ailish is. Um, back to Dirty Dusting. This thing was simply phenomenal, wasn't it? From it started in the northeast of England and of course you a key member of the cast when it came here to Ireland and again this it just was cut in mid flight, wasn't it, with the pandemic? It was. Yeah, we were just finishing up their for our second yes. our second tour and the pandemic hit. But I think what it is is look you know, it's old slapstick jokes. That's what it is. And and it's two it's three elderly women with one guy in it and that the, the the way it's all, the timing in, in the jokes and the stories we're telling, it's, it's hilarious. It's like when you used to watch the likes of Benny Hill or, you know, all the old sitcoms that used to be on. It's all that type of stuff. And people just loved it. And then, of course, at the end of the show, I don't want to give it away, but we do, we come out dressed kind of, you know, funny and we do a little <laughs> dance and, and song. And the people just stand up and give us stand and ovation. And yes. the crowd, I have to say... The Irish audience that we've been in front of, and this is men and women who came to see Dorothy Dustin, who I think the men were quite kind of saying, what the name of God is this? But they, at the end of the show, ended up standing up with their wives, coiling up laughing in, in the seats, and just enjoyed the fact that there were three elderly, supposed to be three elderly women. Well, I was an elderly woman. But, <laughs> but you know, we were... No, two. no, no, please, don't ever say that word. You're the youngest at heart, one of the youngest at heart people I've ever met. Ah, yeah, well, you know, I'm 61 now. I so know, I know, I know. Kind of nearly, well, I was the same age, as, there was two of us the same age, and one young girl. Yeah. But she looked, she dressed herself up like an old woman, but it was, I loved 
every minute of it. Mm. And now Richard Mansworth, the guy who, who put on Dirty Dustin here, is now involved with the Hello Boys as All well. Right. And he's just he's just a fantastic young man. He's only he's only twenty. Yeah. And he's doing phenomenal work. He's only out starting out on his little path now and may he go on, go on and go on. Yeah, absolutely. Look, of course you came to prominence with X Factor and, you know, there's been a lot of, you know, there's been more X Factor since. There's been different aspects of of talent shows. The Voice being another one that comes to mind and even the latest one on the BBC. You know the one where they sing and they put on these outfits and you don't know who's under the outfit. Have you been watching? I say, I love it. Do you? I love it. I tell you now because if if you have a big family, right, Mm. it's a family show. Yeah. You're sitting there, you're guessing who it is. And it's only me and my daughter, but we've been guessing for the last couple of weeks. <laughs> we got one right. Did you? Gabrielle. Yeah. Gabrielle was the only one we got right. But I just think it, it's great entertainment, especially when we're all locked down. You need a bit of light entertainment like that. You, you didn't do. get, uh, I, I wouldn't say you got him, not many did, because he was on and on a surprise he was. The former England manager, uh, Glenn Hoddle. Uh, no. No. I, I Very few, it. I think, got Glenn, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was but it's a great old show. Yeah, and I'm, I know the X Factor kind of done its it's done its time, but there is still room for it to come back, and the, the, the chances are that it may come back, but it may not come back the way that people think it will. Mm. It may come back in a different format, and hopefully, you know, they'll bring back some of the old, the older people like myself, and that's what was being talked about before the lockdown. So, fingers crossed that will happen in a year or two. Yeah, the mask singer. It, it really is a, a wonderful show, and you know, Mary, doesn't it show you? They're always thinking. You're right. They'll they'll reinvent X Factor in in another way. They're always thinking of ways to freshen it up or go a different way about it, which shows you. You know, that's what the world's about: creativity. Creative. And to be honest with you, when you watch the television today, if you're probably what age are you? And I don't want to be asking if that's too personal. I'm a couple of years. No, it's not personal. I'm two years behind you. Right, you're two years behind me. So you'd remember all the old. The likes of the London Palladium, the old yes. shows that used to be on of a Sunday night, yes. and Saturday night. That's what's missing, and we need we need good family entertainment now because, you know, especially in this day and age when there's so much in the movies that you can't bring your child to see and stuff like that, you know. And we need light entertainment at the weekend where people can't can't go outside the door. So we need the likes of the Mask Singer, and we need the likes of the Voice, and of course you have the most beautiful man in the air, as far as I'm concerned, Tom Jones on that which makes me watch the boys every week just to hear that man give a little note <laughs> out. And he's just fantastic. And Will I Am and Ollie Mears. You know, they're all they're brilliant. Yes. That's, that's great. That's great. I love it. It is. It's, I know the area you're referring to because Saturday nights, it was it. And, and that was lost, Mary. We used, well, we had only one television, one room. You had no choice. You either sat around and it had to be family. Markham and Wise. Do you remember the summertime no special dog, yeah. shows from the big tops in the UK? All the entertainment there, the two Ronnies. You know, you think about all that was on... You're right. It, it's it's old fashioned, but you know it's family, and that's the it's big thing about it. Yeah. And we need that back. We need to back because at the moment we're all stuck in with our families. Yes. And if we had something like that to watch, listen, mm. the kids would probably say, "Oh, that's corny." But at the end of the day, when they're all there and the mother and father is involved in it, and we're all having a laugh, the kids would then join in. They just want to be happy with their families. Yeah. And I mentioned there jigsaw sales. Jigsaws, Mary. You remember them like myself? Up forty percent last year, and they might have uh, turned their noses up to that at, at some other stage but not 
now. Exactly. You see, you see the way they're, they're back and they're, they're back big time for sure. Well, listen, we just wanted to say hello to you and, and we're delighted that you have these projects on the horizon and it won't be long, I know, before you're out and about again with the new show, Hello Boys, and much more besides. Watch out for the Valentines, Daniel and Mary, and more besides this coming uh, weekend for Breast Cancer. It'll be all over the place. Pleasure to talk to you again, Mary. See you soon. You're a little angel and I love you and stay safe. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mary. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. The lovely Mary Barn there. She is such a lovely, lovely lady. She really is. Now, I want you to have a listen to this, folks. As we gathered in the chapel here in Oak, That is Stephen Callan. He's a local bus driver and he posted that up on his Facebook late last week. And when I say it's gone wild, it's gone mad wild all over the place. And Stephen's on the line. Hello, Stephen. Good man, Jerry. How are you keeping? <laughs> I'm keeping really well. Well, come on, you better tell our listeners the story behind you and this song. What's, 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 what's about it? Why did it happen? Um, I tell you, I started driving with uh, bus air and there just before Christmas in November. I've always been involved in the transport industry all my life, driving trucks and buses. Mm. And I started a new job with bus air in, um, in November, and a few of the guys who I've known for years have been asking me to sing, give us a tune, you know, because I've been singing in the pubs um, around County Loud for the last five or six years. Yes. And uh, I decided then one evening, short, listen, we, the other evening, last week, was just, it, 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 there's been that much happening over the last couple of days with it all. I, I forget what day it is, to tell you the truth, Jerry. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I I, uh, I posted up the song Grace. I sang it in my, my sitting room. And uh, I posted it up to the lads. We have a WhatsApp group in, in the bus depot in Drogheda. Yeah. And uh, from there then, uh, one of the guys who have to give a shout-out to Marcus, I know he's listening there now, he posted it then on to the... Uh, the, the, the Bus Aaron uh, website, and from there then it just really t- t- took off as well. You know, so it's just it's just gone nuts, absolutely nuts. So I was not expecting that. Ah, oh, well, I ain't surprised because you have the most beautiful voice. You you really do, and you more than do uh, the song justice. But like people have been hitting it from all over the place, just not in Ireland. Oh, it's gone beyond oh, these shores. Jerry, it's unreal. Like I mean, I know my own sister Christine. She's down in Australia with her family. This nine or ten years. She shared it down there. I've cousins. It's been in uh, America. I got somebody from Japan there last night, uh, yeah. and so like I mean, it's it's crazy, but great, and and, and it's, it's wonderful for what's going on now in 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 the world. You know, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, every yeah. bit of joy or you know that people can latch on to is so so important, and you've done that. You've brought a smile to so many people's faces. What does it stand? How many hits have you got? I, I, the uh, figure was just going up. I didn't check it there now because I think my phone is ready to blow up now at this stage. Right? <laughs> <laughs> just not for a minute. Don't blow phone. Go on. I think over seventy thousand. Yeah, yeah. Count yeah, yeah. Sure. And that's in the space of two days. Yeah, it's great. It really yeah. is great. But yeah. you see, the song itself is so special, and of course, Rod Stewart recorded a version of it a couple of years ago as well, because he talked about it as well. It's such a precious song, it really is. Look, you've been on the scene, I know, and you're very popular. And here we are talking. I mean, by the way, I was talking to Mary Byrne a few moments ago. Yes. Did I see a picture of you and Mary? Yes, I was listening to Mary there. She's a lovely lady. I, sh- I, I, I had the honour of sharing the stage with. 
with Mary. About four or five years ago, I'd say, we, we did a cabaret show in Dunlear, a musical, an evening of music in, yeah. in, in, in Dunlear, and, and Mary was headlining it that night. I, I usually opened the show up there, but yeah. it was, she's a lovely woman, absolute. She is just so ironic. I was doing a, having a look around and listening to you and that, and then I just saw your picture where I said I'd mentioned to you uh, uh, that you, you know she was on to me just a few moments ago there, Hedy herself. But, uh, and she said, like, everything came to a stop. You're the same. You, you miss, don't people miss? You know, no matter what we say, you can say disco and listen to this, that and the other. But to go to a gig with somebody there playing and, you know, people follow you as well it's an awful loss isn't it yeah now I was like just an like a one man show Jerry uh, in the local pubs around County Loud and Mead I was doing between 70 and 80 gigs um, a year and just overnight like like, as Mary said it it came to a complete standstill but um, yeah it's tough it's tough like I've been always working as well it was never my full time occupation yeah Mm. but for somebody that's that's in it full time I, I can sympathise with them there on that. Yeah, yeah, it is. It, it's really tough. But musicians as well, you know. Mm. Now, bus Aaron provide a very important service in all our communities. Is. Is, is there a challenge now on foot of this? There is. There's a big challenge now, Jerry. Um, <laughs> there's, there's plenty of guys now, I'd say, and, and ladies there now that's... Uh, we just decided then, you know what, let's, let's have a bit of fun with this whole thing and see where it goes. And... Last night, Kevin Moore from County Cork, he put up his, his song there as well. Uh, he was singing an Ed Sheeran song. So I can see it sort of rolling, snowballing, this, this whole thing, you know. And mm. it, it's good for morale. It, it definitely is as well. For it, it, it certainly is. But your voice, where does the voice come from? Is, 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 was music always in the family? Or? Yes, well, I, I, my mother won't have any problem with me saying this, but the, the music has come from my father's side Okay, the family. My my. Aunt Lord of Mercy on her. She was a wonderful singer. She was a church singer, Christina. Um, yeah, it was all through my dad's side. And uh, when I was a young lad then, I used to go into Scurryock, Lanlear, in Dunlear. And it's sort of, it, that's where I, I used to be singing at the Cayley Crossroads back in the 1980s and that now. Yes. Looking back a bit, you know. But that's where, where I started, Jerry, um, in Dunlear and just singing in front of people. and. Mm. Well, you have it. You have the gift. Vera's been on to say congratulations to Stephen. His uncle was the great accordion player, Finton Callan. Right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. you know, it does. It runs in the family, that's yeah. for sure, with the uh, Jackie Harris Cayley band. Thanks indeed, Vera. Nice to hear from you this afternoon. Well, you brought a smile to our faces. We absolutely loved it. We really did. And uh, you've now started something. Bus Aaron's got talent. I can see the competition. And we'll all be voting for you, Stephen Callan. <laughs> Well, I'll throw a few more videos out. Do. Well, I'm going to do some more ballads. You know? Yes. Like, like during the lockdown as well with my children, I know they're, they're, they're stuck to the radio now, and if, if I didn't mention them now... Go I on. Kill Jerry. Go on. They're, they're twin girls, Ellie and Holly. They're eight years of age, and uh, they're, I, I've been doing the homeschooling with them there this morning and cooking the dinners and all that, and I'll be back to work uh, tomorrow. Stephen. And, you're the best. Uh, so You're we the do, best. We, we try and do our best, Jerry. You are, and everybody is. I know that as well. Thanks to everybody who, who has sent all so, so many positive uh, messages there as well. I really appreciate it. And if I can put a little smile on people's face through singing, 
That's what it's all about. I think uh, it is indeed. Anyway, we'll, uh, we, we're sharing the link here as well on our LMFM social media. Thank you so Thank much you and well that. done to you. And I'll finish off by saying hello myself to Ellie and Holly this afternoon. Your dad is simply wonderful. Uh, so Thanks, Stephen. Right. Thanks, Jerry. I met my next guest many moons ago and I have to say he is a top man. He's a school motivational speaker, educator and teen therapist. And this year, uh, over the last year, he's delivered 7,000 students a programme called Raise the Game, a motivational study skills programme. And he's done it using, of course, the technology we're all using now, uh, live stream. And he's on the line to chat to me today about building resilience in your teenagers. I am delighted to say hello again to Ray Langan. Hello, Ray. Jerry, good afternoon. Thanks for joining me on the show. Let's get straight to business. Well, I'll tell you a little story first. Um we, we've been following the progress of a student called Aisha Jalali, and she's a Leaving Cert student this year. And we started talking to her back last year when the lockdown happened, and we've been she's been with us on and off through. And she was with me last week, and I think Ray, it's fair to say I've never heard such a cry for help. And I take it that's what you're hearing too. Yes. Uh Anxiety is a big issue uh, all over the country. The big challenge for students is the sheer uncertainty. And leaving cert year is uh, a difficult year for anybody. I take it this girl is in leaving cert. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, the the leaving cert is is a difficult time for everybody. Um, But also this year is a huge opportunity. Um, Because if there was one year that they want you to get through, this is the year. Mm. And I think they're pulling out all the stops. They've opened up the course to give them more options. And, uh, you know, this, this, this year, the, the other thing for students this year is they're not getting the phone calls for the 18-year-old birthday parties. Uh, all the temptations have been removed. Mm. So in, in, a, in a funny type of way, it's actually uh, what I say to students is use this time as an opportunity. Yeah. And, 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 you know, the big thing about anxiety, it's not something that you get rid of it's something that you have to learn to manage. Okay. And what I try to do in my programs is give students practical tools to manage the anxiety so they can get on with the business of, of trying to get the work done. Yeah, and you know, th- that is a huge loss to them, socialising, going to the parties, all that type of thing. But you're right, if you have time, now is the time to focus in, in on what you need to focus on for, for the next while. Let's talk about uh, uh, a synopsis of your programme. And today you're talking to me because you want to talk to parents and guardians. And first off, uh, we're going to go through six different points that you want to talk about today. And the first one is relax. And under this banner, you're talking about stress, which is related you know to anxiety and you want to say something to parents and guardians you can be the feeder of this to your child yes there's something called secondary uh, anxiety secondary stress so i i do a lot of what i call the parents pep talk and i i think parents are more stressed uh, than young people and that's for obvious reasons it's exhausting right now and lockdown when you're trying to work from home look after children make the dinners you know get the bins out do the shopping all the different tasks and chores and one thing uh, i was only talking to a mom last night and i said you need to relax and the reason i say that is i have to say that to myself we all have to say that to ourselves so it's to give yourself a little bit of space so that when the pressure's on over the course of the day 
uh, you don't react. And 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 this thing called secondary stress, uh, you know what 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 that does? It just pour, pours fuel onto the fire. If you're relaxed, they'll be relaxed. They're looking to the parents for the cues. Yeah. And and it's to reassure teenagers that they'll get through this. They will be fine. And how I think of COVID, if this is the most anxious generation ever, Gen Z, anyone born after 2001. So for anybody who has a teenager in school today or younger, this is what we call Generation Z or Generation Z, as we, we pronounce it. They were anxious anyway because of the social media and the phones and all of that type of stuff. COVID has poured fuel onto that fire. But what COVID has actually done, it's given us time. Mm. And this is a great time for parents actually shift back responsibility onto teenagers. Okay, and that brings you to your second point where you say, you know, with the way people fuss over their children, we all want the best for them. I know that, Ray. But you say, and this is your second point, you you put it under the heading ask, you say that a parent's job is not to do the homework. (laughs) (laughs) Great news. So I see see this, 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 this phenomenon over and over and over again where Moms and dads are like up to junior cert level, nearly leaving cert level, taking out the bags. Have you got your homework done? Checking in. All very well intentioned. It's not your responsibility to do the homework. And it's not your responsibility to pack the bag. It's their responsibility. Mm. And it's to actually, you know, step back and to ask, uh, you know, uh, instead of saying, have you got your homework done? It's more to move from the role of parent into coach. And to say, you know, if you need help with that, I'm here between seven and eight o'clock. So it's a different way of approaching it. Does that, does, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And the other thing is, you know, if you're worried about them, because you'll see this, they're on TikTok, PlayStation is a huge area for them today, and they're spending a bit much time there and you're worried. What do you do? I had a dad come to me, it was last uh, August or September with his boy, and and he said, this lad will never get 400-odd points in his leaving cert. He's spending six hours a day on TikTok. And I, and I asked him, I said, I asked, how do you ask him what he's doing on TikTok? He said, well, I don't know, but he's 7,000 people following him, and he's spending all his time there. <laughs> and I said, well, if he's spending, if he's got 7,000 people, he's obviously able to create a video, entertain them. He's able to come up with a script. These are the very skills that are to be rewarded in this new world that we live in. Yeah. So it's to be curious and ask them, how did you put that video together? What did you actually do? And then you can kind of nurture him in the, you know, about doing the bit of work, the bit of homework to keep that going as well. Okay. Now, here's a- another important area, which is your third point you'd like to make. And you put it very well. I was reading, you know, the way you approach this. And I want to quote you on this about the battle for control. And it comes under choice, your heading. Parents don't want to give it up. That's control. And young people crave it. Hey, Ray, there's no fusion here at all. This can't work. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like a big pendulum that swings. And just for obvious reasons, parents are very concerned today. And, you know, as a therapist and as someone who works with has has seen huge changes over the last 10 years with young people but but nowadays parents are very concerned uh, obviously uh, one out of three teenagers has some sort of anxiety disorder severe anxiety has doubled in the last 10 years uh it's a b- real problem and uh you know mental health uh, is a challenge out there so parents are obviously worried for for very obvious reasons 
what what their children uh, are doing. And there is a fear factor of what they're doing, obviously, specifically online. But if you don't trust them, if you don't give them a sense of control, and it's always wanting to know where are they, what are they doing, what are you up to, have you got your homework done? Uh, if you think back to when you were 16, I always think back to, you know, getting the bus into town, queuing up for the, re- you know, going in and making, buying a record or a CD, you 10 euros to spend. This was a very considered purchase. And you made it count, and you had control over the CDs that you bought. You had control over your Saturdays. That doesn't happen now. And this is why this generation seek out the very place they can have control, which is their online persona. So parents have to try and step back and give them a sense of control. Okay, give them responsibility, let them go out in the world, do what they have to do. Now, on that, uh, you know, giving them control, but in another way, uh, you know, y- you want to talk as well about stepping back. I love this helicopter parents I know about. I never heard of the lawnmower type before. Who are they? So, so again, no, none of this is meant as a criticism, by the way. This is, this is more observational. And uh, the lawnmower parents clear the bumps in the road. It's to clear everything out of the way. So it's to mow down. And, and this is what's disempowering this generation. So, uh, you know, when students come to me, um, the, the problem is, uh, and I was talking to a member of teacher in, in, in Mayo last year, uh, and one of his students failed his maths test in first year. And, of course, you know, he got very upset and he, he got, you know, started crying. And the next day the mom was in, giving out to the teacher and wanting to know why he'd failed the maths test. And it was simply because he, he just hadn't done the business in the maths test. Um, so the mom was actually given out to the teacher rather than actually stepping back and being curious about what's, what's actually going on with his maths. And we see this problem-solving thing all the time. And this is probably because we're all in a hurry. Um, so what, what a parent might consider as perfect parenting uh you know, making the dinners and, uh, you know, bringing them up the hot chocolate and keeping them safe and warm and all that type of stuff. But then you have a 17 or an 18-year-old that literally can't look after themselves. So what you might consider as uh, nurturing could be considered as coddling. And, and this is why I say this in my talks, step back, give them space so they can step up. And let them do, let them learn, let them fend a bit for themselves. You talk about the lawnmower on the road, let them hit the bumps on the road. And, you know, that will certainly uh, be a, a building, a character building and a formation for life. That's for sure. Empathy. Talk to me about empathy. Everybody's looking for empathy. We need more of it, don't we? <laughs> well, um, empathy empathy is, is uh, I suppose, it's emotional intelligence to be technical about it, but it's being, it's kindness. And you know, there's different types of kindness, but everybody today is on social media and they're, they're ranting about this teacher and giving out about that person. And, uh, you know, you only have to look at twi- Twitter and, 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 you know, how assessed that can be. But empathy, and a, a friend of mine recently got promoted to a, a top job. And in a nutshell, they said to him, it's because you've great empathy. This is now what's called the high concept era. We've moved out of the information age. The information age was where you're paid to use your, your brain. Uh, the industrial age, where, you know, which I grew up in, uh, in North County Dublin, is where you used your back. This is the era now where people use their hearts and they have to connect in with people. Mm. And uh, this, this empathy is a, is a key thing. 
for, for young people today, but they're not getting empathy because they're looking into screens. They're not looking into people's eyes. And where they learn empathy, where they learn kindness, is from mom and dad. And that's why, you know, if there's one thing that you, you can teach your child, it's, it's, it's kindness and to create that warm environment for them at home. Finally, just before we finish, you talk about uh, giving it a go, you know, give it a go, because you mentioned that child who didn't get, a young person who didn't get the maths exam. There's a real fear of failure, Ray. And listen, I don't have to talk to you. I know you over the years. You're the man who's come back. How many times have you come back? You've proven the point that failure is a learning, isn't it? My my father gave me this gift. Uh, I remember the night before my maths mock exam, get into him standing at the fireplace I said I'm going to fail I'm going to fail I'm going to fail this exam and I said I don't want to go in he looked at me he said well fail then and (laughs) I had to go in and face the test and the next day I come home and he said well how did you get on I said well I said I I failed and he said good that'll learn you (laughs) and it did because I went from 35% in the mock up to I think it was about 68 or 70 percent in the actual exam. It was a an E to a C1 as it was back then. Mm. But there's a great book called The Gift of Failure, and and certainly my my dad gave me the gift of failure that day. If you all if you think of your own successes, it's not because you succeeded; it's because you failed. It's the time you didn't get picked for the football team. It's the time you failed that driving test. It's the time that girl or that guy uh, you know broke up with you, and that made you hit the treadmill or do whatever it is. It's the time you didn't get the pay rise or didn't get the job. There's tremendous benefits in failure. And uh, again, what I'm seeing now with Gen Z is this thing called learned helplessness, where students are actually fearful of going for it because they're afraid of failure because of the judgment from other people. And this is a real phenomenon I'm seeing, specifically around 12, 13, 14, 15-year-olds. So this really comes down to parents you know, uh, giving them that message, go for it. And again, uh, I remember last year I was counselling one of my clients and she said to me, my dad always said, go for it. Just go for it. Get your driver's test. Go for it. Uh, and, and, and that's one thing, Jack Charlton passed away, obviously, last year. But he just had that attitude of go for it. Mm-hmm. And look, look where we ended up. So, yeah, it's a big message. And I think a big message in the current climate. It certainly is. Ray, I'll be back to you. I have to leave it there today. Raise the game. How do people find out more about you? And that's R-A-Y-S-E. Raise the game. That's it. It's uh, Raise the Game. I'm, I'm online on Twitter and all the usual places, Facebook. Yes. And uh, don't forget, Jerry. day by day, we are raising the game. Yeah, absolutely. And he's uh, there in person as well, and he's there to help, and he's doing a wonderful job, and he has helped thousands of students the length and breadth of the country. You're always a rock of sense. Love to talk to you always, Ray. We'll be in touch soon. Take care. Thanks, Jerry. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, bye-bye. He's a good guy, Ray Langan. He really is, and what a man. He's bounced back from adversity on so many occasions and just giving you a feel for there the work he does and the assistance he's given to so many. Late lunch, LMFM Radio. Want to say hello to May Cassidy in Town, Nobber this afternoon. God, Nobber's getting an out and an earnest on late lunch today. We had Justine Stafford talking about our gee. Mary, I'm not going to mention that in the context of yourself. I hear you're a wonderful listener to the show and you're listening to me every day of the week. Listen, you know what gee is? G-H-E-E. I know what you're thinking. You're an awful crowd out there. You know, it's used for thickening, thickening sauces and stuff like that. It's an Indian thing, really. It's butter and flour and things like that. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. 
I'm not taking, I'm not getting away from it. I know, I know, I'm doing my best, I'm doing my best. Anyway, May, keep listening. We love you, we love all our listeners in Late Lunch Land. Lovely to hear from you uh, on Late Lunch this afternoon. Now, here's an interesting one that's come in for a listener. If I can just organise this phone to look at this WhatsApp message, there it is. It says, Jerry, do you remember when every house in Ireland got iodine tablets? I'm asking the question today, Jerry. Why isn't every house not now supplied with vitamin D tablets or offered vitamin D to build up the immune system against COVID? Now, funny you should say that because I spoke to Professor Dan McCartney, Dr. Dan McCartney on the show a few weeks back. It might have been before Christmas. I think it was before Christmas I spoke to Dan on the run. And he's a massive advocate, always has, of vitamin D. And a group of other eminent people in the medical world signed a petition saying... This is very important in the context of uh, battling COVID or trying to prevent it. Vitamin D levels are low in Ireland because of the lack of sunshine, especially winter months of the year, and vitamin D supplementation, they uh, recommend it. Uh, I take it myself every day. I take a vitamin D tablet every day. But I saw uh, Sarah McInerney in the paper the weekend, or not Sarah... um, What's her name? She's a columnist in the Irish Independent. Sarah Carey. Sarah Carey. Yes, Sarah Carey in the uh, Independent on Saturday. Uh, Again, writing about this and quoting Dan McCartney and others as well. And that is a fair good idea that's come in there by WhatsApp to me today. The iodine tablets, the most useless thing ever sent out by any government in history. Wasn't it Joe Jacob was the minister? I'm nearly sure it was Joe at the time. Bloody useless things. The thing is, if there was a nuclear accident across the water, you had to take the iodine tablets and stay indoors and you'd be all right. I think I still have that old packet of iodine tablets at home. I mentioned this before. I think it's stuck stuck somewhere in the house, just as a keepsake of the idiocy that prevailed (laughs) in those times. But seriously, vitamin D to the homes of Ireland. Look, a vitamin D, I have to say to you today, is not expensive at all. It's not an expensive supplement. It really isn't. And look, there's debate about this, but I am erring on the side of believing that vitamin D is good. And it can do you no harm anyway, only good, to be honest with you. It's not going to do anything. There can be no conspiracy theories about vitamin D. I take it every day. And I like your suggestion. Thank you so much for getting in touch with us on the show. I really do appreciate it. Don't forget, I'll mention it again, We love our wildlife on late lunch, don't we? Feed the birds, especially at this time. So important to feed them. Next week or so, uh, it's going to be really cold, frozen ground. Make sure they have drinks. Get the food out to them, even if you ground feed. But if you have the tables and the feeders, it's all the better. Our feathered friends will appreciate it. This is the time they need help more than most. They really, really do. I've had a number of listeners on to say that suggestion by... The other listener, the person who was in touch with me before three, but the vitamin D, Jerry, is very good. I think it's really good too. It could introduce vitamin D if you gave so much, a month supply or something to everybody. It would get it going, I'm sure, as well. Thanks indeed. Many people think, whoever you are, who messaged me earlier on that your idea is good. Claire was on to say vitamin D combined with K2 is a good combination, Jerry. Thank you indeed for that. Uh, just reminding you on the sporting theme, uh, don't forget this coming Saturday, We've live commentary of four Premier League matches on the LMFM app or by clicking on the Listen tab on the LMFM website. We have Leicester and Liverpool at 12.30 and then the leaders Manchester City up against Tottenham Hotspur at half five. Oh, it looks like City now, doesn't it? And remember, you can get closer to the action with Premier League Live with Now TV. Stream all the action from Sky Sports 
on the Now TV Sky Sports Pass. So you'll miss nothing with ourselves here on LMFM or Now TV. Some birthday requests. Yes, Thomas O'Reilly, happy birthday. That comes in from Anne and Jerry this afternoon. And young Sean King. Well done, Sean. Nine years of age. He was nine yesterday and he couldn't have a birthday. I didn't see his friends. I was thinking of you. But all your aunties love you in our bracken just outside Navin. Especially Debbie. Debbie wanted to say especially. No, they all love you. Every one of them love you. And I hope you had a great day, Sean. And so many birthday parties. You know, some parties from last March didn't happen. And now it's probably a second one for a lot of people. Not celebrated either. But you will have time to celebrate. There'll be massive celebrations later in the year next year. Uh, please go. God. Now, let me move on to my artist of the week, who is Mary, Isabel, Catherine, Bernadette O'Brien. God, there's an Irish name, if ever there was one. Who am I talking about? Dusty Springfield. Yes, Mary O'Brien, she was born on the 16th of April, 1939, and she was taken from us all too young on the 2nd of March, 1999. She was only 59 years of age. Dusty's career began in the late 50s and went on right through to the 90s. She began in the late 50s, 58, with the Lana sisters and a couple of years later in 1960. She uh, formed the Springfields with her brother Tom and a guy called Tim Field and they enjoyed a lot of success. In 63, she decided to go solo with... I only want to be with you. And then through the 60s, wishing and hoping followed. You don't have to say you love me, son of a preacher man. And then in the late 60s, 1969, she decided to develop the soul element of her singing. And she went to the USA to record Dusty in Memphis, which was a beautiful and brilliant album and brought another aspect to her voice and her career. But for today, to begin the Dusty Springfield Week on Late Lunch, I want to go back to June 64, a song that charted at number three in the UK charts, written by Bert Bacharach and Hal David. The wonderful Dusty Springfield there, my featured artist of the week this week. I just don't know what to do with myself. That song would really sum up what a lot of people are feeling, wouldn't it, at this point in time? But look, we've got to do things. We've got to occupy the mind, read a book, cook something for yourself, call a friend, do the 5K walk. TV is great if you have the Netflix documentaries, watching old films. You know, show the love. Do do things that occupy. I know, look, it's easy for me to say I have a job and I'm so appreciative of it and I come in here every day and I love, just love what I do, but... And I know it can't be easy, but we've got to dig deep. We've got to show the depth that's within all of us and do the best we can because there is a better day coming. Well, not in Omi than Carlingford, according to a listener today. Well, Jerry, listen to the experts and trust them. It's snowing in Omi than Carlingford. Now, tell me this. You're hardly going to be locked in your house down there, are you? It's a flurry. That's all it is. That's what I'm saying. You're not going to be locked in. Thursday, you could be. And if you have any more update on the weather from your locality, please do free, free, uh, free, free to contact us. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. Oh, that Sean King is a popular fella. His dad, Paddy and Granny Maureen have been on to wish him a happy birthday as well. <laughs> I'd say you were looked after well with the old gifts for the birthday. Have a great one. I say again, it was his birthday yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I started laughing and I'm going to finish laughing today I feel like Michael Fish here do you remember Fish oh he said the grand day coming tomorrow <laughs> and it knocked the half of England it's snowing in Kells Jerry. Oh, geez, I'm getting worried now <laughs>
<laughs> anyway, I'll tell you one place. It certainly is snowing and it is much colder than here. Sweden. Patrick, good afternoon. Patrick Riley. Afternoon, Jerry. Yes, it's minus 12 and we're covered in snow. Holy moly. Now, that's real weather for you folks. Don't be on to me about these little flurries across the northeast. Listen, it's great to talk to you again and uh, we appreciate every time you join us. Look, I'll tell you why you were in our minds. Reading the news, Sweden's death toll from the COVID-19 pandemic has crossed 12,000. Is Anders Tegnell, the chief epidemiologist, the man who's gone for light touch with COVID, is he in the firing line? He's not in the firing line, no, because they certainly don't have a resignation culture here. Um, he is still sticking to his guns, uh, just telling people to... You know, avoid gatherings in big crowds. Uh, there is still no lockdown here. That has never been the case since the first lockdown kicked in in Ireland about a year ago. Uh, there is recommendations, you know, on face coverings to wear them on public transport during peak times. But again, no enforcements of those things. So it's still the light touch approach. But like you said, 12,000 people have died. So it's controversial. Mr. Johan Carlson, who has a prominent job, Director of Public Health, the agency there in Sweden, he was spotted a couple of times without a mask. Um, they're certainly on his case. Yes, because, I mean, they wanted, the whole idea is to practice what they preach. And, I mean, there was a big story here before Christmas where the Swedish Prime Minister uh, went out and went shopping um, when he was telling everyone else to stay at home and then he gave a rather gaff-ridden interview in which he admitted he never bought anything online and they're telling everyone to do their grocery shopping online and get it delivered and have it put outside your door. So, yeah, there's when someone in a prominent position is called not sticking to the restrictions or the guidelines, uh, the, the press obviously come in for them. Mm. The uh, re- the tightening of restrictions, it's certainly happening on travel in Sweden, that's for sure. You mentioned the masks there as well. But restaurants still open, you know, people, shops still open, non-essential, all that type of thing? Yes, although I think someone was trying to get around that by saying essential oils shops should stay open. I'm not sure that really cuts it. But uh, we have seen, as regards alcohol, they, they've said that you cannot be selling alcohol after 8 p.m. So all restaurants are sort of closing up just after 8 o'clock. But uh, obviously, in comparison to Ireland, that probably sounds quite luxurious. Then they're going to stick to that for a bit longer. And then there's mandatory uh, across the border in Denmark. They've imposed strict quarantine measures uh, for anyone entering the country. And obviously in Sweden, if you're coming in here, even if you're a resident of Sweden, you've got to provide a a negative test, and then go into isolation as well for a week. So there hasn't been any travelling. I haven't done any. The last time I left Sweden was last summer to, for, to go to Copenhagen. I haven't gone back to Ireland for almost a year now. So yes. I don't think anyone's going anywhere for quite a while. What do you make, though? Like like looking at the figures in the cold light of day, we, look, it, it, it's very restricted here at the moment, as you know, and no sign of daylight really in the next update looks to be the 5th of March and we think it'll be slowly as it goes as regards the opening. 12,000 against 3,000. Yes, I mean, like you said, different countries have different approaches. I mean, in Sweden, they try to look at it as a long-term approach because they say, you know, there is going to be a knock-on effect on the economy where you will have the higher depression rates, uh, different things, suicide rates increasing. Uh, they've always said that this is a more feasible approach in the long term. And, you know, one day in the media, you'll have Sweden as held up as a 
you know, this is the right way to go, and then the following day it's the wrong way to go. The one thing you can say is that they've had a consistent approach rather than locking things up and closing down and opening again. You know, pandemic fatigue, lockdown fatigue does kick in. Here people are willing to stick to these restrictions, uh, if you can call them that, because obviously in comparison to other countries, it is a much more light-touch approach. What about vaccines? Where does Sweden stand on this? You know, you've heard about the scrape we've had in Europe and and the mess that was made of that, and they're trying to uh, recover ground and credibility, and we are quite short of vaccines here in Ireland compared to the UK and and Northern Ireland. What's the Swedish Mm. story? They want to have everyone vaccinated by the summer at the latest. So obviously the elderly population are the people who've got the vaccine first and people working in healthcare. So I know a few people there, they're doctors and nurses. They've already been vaccinated. Uh, I haven't personally got it myself yet and I won't be getting it until the summer at the earliest, but they want to protect the most elderly and vulnerable people. The, the summer is the goal, but we'll see because, I mean, the, like you said, Mr. Tegnell, the Swedish chief epidemiologist, he was advising people to keep sticking to the restrictions, otherwise there will be an even more severe third wave. Sweden will have everybody vaccinated by the summer. And you're outside of the EU block for acquiring vaccines again. Yeah, and I mean, like you said, I mean, the the population is a bit bigger here. It's up to closer to 10 million. Sorry, I beg your pardon. It is. You're twice. In Norway. Yeah. Uh, So they they have a big uh, population uh, increase. But the the, pop, the the way the population is spread out is still mainly in the three big cities, Stockholm, Malmo and Gothenburg. Mm. Uh, so they are aiming for that for the summer. And, you know, the yeah. famous Swedish efficiency will hopefully kick in. But right now it's probably difficult to get things done because we have a lot of snow, but it's fun to be outside in the snow. And if you're going to be outside, you might as well be outside in the snow. It's interesting, isn't it? And I suppose it puts things in perspective here when you hear of the loss of life. It's, it's large. It really is. But yet uh, the progress on the vaccine, they, uh, you know, I, I don't doubt that if Sweden says summer, it will be summer. I'm just hoping, again, I say it here, uh, that we can, uh, you know, get the vaccines and get it rolled out. There is good work going on here quietly behind the scenes. So hopefully that will yield dividends sooner rather than later. Um, anyway, so your life is curtailed. You haven't been home and um, have you been been socialising a lot or are you just lying low and trying to uh, live within the restrictions yourself? Uh, the biggest life for people for me was that I recently moved home So, and I had a lot of people lined up to help me move and then they were using the pandemic as an excuse to not lift a few boxes so it meant that I had to lift a few more but we got there in the end. Uh, as regards socialising, no, I'm keeping, keeping it quiet, uh, not really going out to pubs and restaurants and you know it's it's too expensive here anyway. As I, know, as I know you experienced when you came to Malmo, I think it was 2013. I think I told you it was 80 krona, 8 euros for a good quality pint. I think we can. Uh, we can. You we won't, can do you won't miss that. that. Yeah, and, and, and by the way, sorry, I, I don't know what I had that in my head. I want to clarify that. Yes, there's 10 million people in Sweden, so it's about twice. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? I beg your pardon. That's my my mistake there. A Freudian slip there. It's 10 million people in Sweden, 5 million here in Ireland. So 10 million people, twice the population vaccinated by the summer. And when you look at it, uh, the like for like mortality rate. 12, you know what I mean, with half of that, you're talking about 6,000, so it's double the the mortality rate of Ireland, so 
double Sweden, but double the population and will be vaccinated by the summer. Just before you go, a little request for you has come in. It says, can you say a big hello to Patrick and his two lovely sons in Sweden? That comes in from (laughs) Anne, Jerry, and all the family listening today. And a happy birthday to his dad, Thomas, for Wednesday. It's your dad's birthday, is it Wednesday? It must be. Yes, yes, the last time I was home was actually, he turned 70 last year. Ah. 71. I know he's wearing his face mask. Good he man. Says, he says it makes him look look younger. So. <laughs> I'm still doing that club myself, to be honest with you. Anyway, Patrick, you're a top man. I appreciate all of the occasions you've joined me, and I'm sure we will be chatting again as things move on. Take care of yourself. And, yeah, I'll uh, get back to building my snowman. Yeah, and, uh, go build the snowman, and best of luck to you all in your new home as well. Thank you for joining me. Thanks, Take care. Bye bye. That's Patrick Riley from Sweden today. And uh, now that's it on late lunch. Almost it today. Eddie's coming next with the drive. Make sure you stay tuned tomorrow on late lunch. We will have Professor Paul Moyner with the latest on COVID. Sean Collins marks a very special day in terms of the 100 year anniversary of 1921. Keeping well in your community. We will be talking to a doctor about vaccinations tomorrow on the show. And we have a listener who's uh, come back to settle in Ireland for, from Canada after 30 years out there. Eddie next with the drive. I'll just leave you with this when it came to me. When my son was playing football, there was a young lad called McGee and they called him Flea McGee. (laughs) So we started the show today. Yes, we did. You know yourself what we started with. We were talking to Justine Stafford about you know what. And we finish with Flea today. A niching thought to leave you. See you tomorrow at half one. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Strada Dundalk and Cavan. Our service departments are open with all HSC and government guidelines in place to keep you and our staff safe. Sales are click and deliver only through our website, blackstonemotors.ie. Stay safe from Blackstone Motors. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a woman-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.